guess who's back? And I see, right on time, appearing when you're just about to make a change in your life. Thinking of writing that screenplay? I think you should wait until next week. Decided this is the year you get fit? But the gym is so expensive and we both quite like sitting in bed all day. It's not that I don't want to see you become your best self, it's just, uh, I just like where we are right now. It's comfortable. I feel safe. Why would you risk losing any of this? Have you ever wanted to do something but struggled to take the first steps? Had an idea you've loved but have been too scared to follow through? Been faced with a blank page, open screen, empty room, and just not knowing where to start? This podcast might just be for you. Hi, I'm Rafaro, and you're listening to Starting is the Hardest Part. A monthly podcast where I chat to people at the beginning of their creative journeys, working towards their dreams, and in the process of building lives and careers that they love. It's about starting and seeing things through, the highs and the lows. I'll be sharing my experiences, having conversations with people I admire, and hopefully talking to you. So, let's start. A couple of months ago, I stumbled across the concept of resistance brain. This is a quote from an article I read that says, many people have two lives, the life they live and the life they aspire to live. Between these two stands resistance. Resistance brain, lizard brain, fear, procrastination. It's that force inside of you that only really wants you to eat and be safe, to be comfortable and to stay where you're at because it's okay. And after all, things could be worse. It's functioning when you're postponing the work that brings you purpose. When you're being so critical of your ideas that you never let them get off the ground and when you're constantly coming up with excuses as to why you shouldn't try something new. For years, that resistance was something that I allowed to get in the way of doing the things I really wanted to do, like starting this podcast or putting to paper a story idea. It's not something I've completely overcome or that doesn't interfere with my life anymore, but I'm learning how to fight it. To fill the fear, give it a helmet and drive down uncertain paths anyway. I can't lie, it's difficult, especially when you're at a crossroad or have just realised what you might have to give or give up to move from the life you're living to the life you want to live. But I'm going to say this in every episode until I believe it, you believe it, and we all start acting on it. Starting might just be the hardest part, and when fear and procrastination combine and create resistance, it can be even more difficult. But you've got to start from somewhere. So... I went onto campus and had a conversation about writing, resistance, sharing your works in progress and learning when to let go of a project that isn't right for you. But before I play the interview, I want to ask you something. What's one thing you've always wanted to do? Something that's important to you that you've been putting off or maybe making excuses not to do yet? The answer might not come to you straight away, but I want you to keep asking yourself that as you listen to the rest of the episode. And after the interview, we'll have a little chat. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Charlie West. So, I'm here in the studio today with Charlie West, but rather than talking for a while, I'm going to let Charlie introduce herself. Uh, Hello, I am a first year university student studying English literature with creative writing, and I am a writer and poet. Ooh, a writer and poet. So what kind of things do you write about? 
Um, oh, all sorts of things. Uh, I think at the moment my focus is on poetry and for that it's usually just like snippets of emotions and stuff that I could like to expand upon. Just random stuff, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. That's how I summarise my writing. But yeah. <laughs> we're going to like talk a lot more about the things that you write and your writing yeah. process, but I think it'd be great for us to start from the beginning. So okay. growing up, were you creative? Did you like to write? Yes, yes, massively. Um, my mum is, she's an English teacher, but she's a massive reader and a massive writer as well. And I think that really influenced me. Like before bedtime when I was really young, I'd like draw a picture to go along with a story that she'd make up. So we did lots of creative things like that. So yeah, yeah, very creative childhood. <laughs> so would you say that's how you got into writing through your mum? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's weird because it's like always been something that's just, like been there I've just always done it and always been interested in doing it so it's hard to pinpoint kind of a moment to be like this is what made me want to do it but yeah it's just kind of always been there yeah do you remember like the earliest thing that you wrote or the earliest time that you took writing as a thing that you were excited about doing I know I think I remember being in year four when I was like eight years old and they were talking about we had to do like a writing exercise or something and then we were talking about you know future careers as you do when you're eight years old (laughs) in this country (laughs) but I remember just kind of being like yeah I want to I want to write books I want to do that and after that I've always kind of gone down different possible career paths but in the back of my mind I think I've always known that I'm one day gonna write something that's gonna get published it's just kind of like that's what I'm here for I feel like you know that's really cringe but would you say <laughs> you know that's what I mean like your purpose do you feel yeah like yeah I feel like yeah there's nothing else that I want to do do you have a particular reason why you write do you just write it because you enjoy it or is there like a story you want to share is, is or is it just the thing that feels like a part of who yeah, you are yeah <laughs> I feel so differently about kind of poetry and then prose prose is something that I did from the beginning and that's just kind of part of me I like telling stories and that kind of stuff but when it comes to poetry I used to hate it when I was younger I used to hate reading it I used to hate writing it because I thought it had to rhyme and all of that kind of stuff and then I got to like GCSE and I had a really good English teacher and she made me feel a little bit more interested in poetry but I still had this kind of block in my mind about writing it I didn't think that I was able to I just thought it was something that you know these famous people did but then I started I discovered Savannah Brown on YouTube who is a poet do you know her (laughs) (laughs) she's amazing so when I was 16 yeah I watched one of her videos and I thought she was so cool (laughs) she's just the coolest person and from then on I gave it a go and I didn't think anything of it I didn't think I was gonna write continue writing it I just did it to have a try and um and then it just stuck because I liked how quick it is to write and the fact that you just take an emotion and you can kind of expand on it or you can make a narrative out of it or anything I just I like that kind of aspect of it so I was like scrolling through your blog like reading some different (laughs) articles and I came across your writer's gonna write column and I was Mm. just like reading through it and I think it's maybe in the first or the second blog post and you kind of talk about going to an applicant day and choosing to do writing could you kind of talk us through that story yeah basically when I was choosing universities my focus was always on doing English and doing English literature it's something that I've always wanted to do um and then when I thought about doing creative writing when I saw it was an option at a couple of universities it was just kind of like a bonus thing I was like oh yeah that'd be cool to do on the side so only I think only two out of my five university choices actually had it with creative writing 
And then I went to this applicant day and um, and we had lots of lectures and all this kind of stuff. And we had a nice little lunch all together. And then one of the lecturers stood up and was like, OK, can the English students follow uh, me and we'll go have a lecture um, so you can see what it's like. Or creative writing students can go with this guy and you'll have another workshop. And I was just there like, what do I do? Because I think I was in denial before that point that I was actually taking creative writing. And then I just in a snapshot decision, I was like, if I'm going to take creative writing, I have to know what I'm letting myself in for. So I followed the creative writing group and I was so scared, <laughs> literally terrified. But when we were in there, the workshop leader, he was so enthusiastic and so kind of reassuring because I think we were all scared. Everyone in the room, you could see it in how we were all sat and none of us knew each other. The workshop leader was just, he was so cool and he gave us, made us do these little exercises and he was really reassuring about it not being very good. He was a bit like, we all have days where you write stuff and it's not great. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Okay then. Um, and I came away from it feeling just so excited about doing creative writing at uni. When I was reading the story I was so interested by it because it was so much my experience with creative writing. Oh really? Yeah because in my first year of university I didn't I didn't apply to do English and creative writing. Oh, I applied right. to do straight English literature and I was yeah. it was weird because my mum always said Rafari you want to be a writer why are you not looking at creative writing degrees? I was like no 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 I do, just did yeah. it for fun. <laughs> can't show anybody yep, my yep, stuff yep. and then like I was going through a first semester just doing straight up English and I was like this is cool but I'm not going home to read essays and essays about classical literature which is what I'm doing a degree on I'm going home to write like little stories and plan ideas and like sit in my bed daydreaming about characters but I felt so much resistance like in me to yeah. doing the creative mm -hmm. writing and it's so funny because Literally, the only reason that I switched to English and creative writing was because I didn't want to do the understanding poetry module. <laughs> I was like, mm, I rather like oh face workshops and people critiquing my work than no offense to people who like poetry like you, but <laughs> I saw the reading list. I was like, yeah. mm -mm, no, not doing understanding poetry. So, I was, so the point of the story that I was trying to say was that I felt a lot of resistance to doing something more creative mm. because I felt like it would mean putting myself out there in a way that you don't put yourself out there when you're yeah. writing an essay. Yeah. So have you ever felt like that kind of resistance to writing? Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, when I first came to uni and I had my first couple of workshops, oh, it just made me feel so sick and horrible. And like some people came in with loads of confidence and would share their work and they would kind of not like boast about it, but they would be really confident, which is a really good thing. But I think sometimes in my head, I got confidence mixed up with work actually being really good. And um, and so I'd like read these, hear these people who would confidently read out their work and I'd feel really intimidated. And it was only actually when I kind of went away and I thought about what they'd actually written. And I was like, wait a sec, my stuff is like on the same level as them. And like, I should be as confident with them. And that kind of then rose me up and I was like, okay, okay, this is, this is fine. <laughs> definitely. I definitely agree. I feel like yeah. that was my experience too, because I just, because I'd always treated writing as such a solitary thing. I would just do it by myself. I was convinced that everyone was amazing. And yeah. that like, even, I don't know if you had this at the beginning of your year, did your um, seminar leaders ask you what your favourite books were? Yeah. yeah. So everyone, because I just read what I like reading because I enjoy reading. So everyone was going around like, yes, I do really enjoy Chaucer and mm. like really God, yeah. writerly <laughs> authors. And I was Classics. like, yeah, my favourite thing is YA. I love mm. some John Green, love some David Nichols. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like some things and not that liking like the classical literature is a bad thing or makes no. you snobbish or anything. 
but I just got it into my head that everyone was so much more of a writer writer yeah. and I was just like fanfic writer yeah who just likes writing cute love yes, stories you me. know <laughs> completely I mean I really like taking creative writing because I think now like you said when you didn't do it and you'd go home and it, you kind of felt that guilt to writing and it would kind of put you off whereas having creative writing it's it's an excuse like I have my coursework and I have to do a creative piece for my coursework and I think that's so cool and mm. it gives me the motivation and I don't have to feel guilty about it anymore and I just I really yeah it was a really good choice I think <laughs> definitely like perfect lesson in feeling the fear and doing it anyway yeah so i was reading more of your blog and <laughs> um i read that like a couple of months ago you were in the process of writing a novel that you didn't that the plan <laughs> changed so could you yeah. tell me a bit about that you say that and my mind instantly goes what novel what novel was oh, i writing wow. <laughs> there's i think i've always wanted to write a novel that's kind of you know that's the big thing but I just I haven't found that idea yet and I keep starting things and I keep breaking it off and then I keep starting something else and then I'll break it off and it's exciting but I just haven't found that thing that's kind of grabbed me and like made me want to run with it um so yeah that that novel I can't even I wouldn't even be able to tell you what it's about (laughs) it's just gone from my head onto the next thing (laughs) yeah because like the premise of this podcast is that starting is the hardest part yeah and not even just like starting something but starting something you genuinely like because mm. my experience was that I have felt this pressure to make this cool thing before I turn 25 which is ridiculous no like, I I'm, feel that I'm well. a child essentially yeah. I'm a child but I would force myself into things I wasn't enjoying for the sake of yeah. having something complete mm. so that like after burning out from doing that various times it became really hard to start because I was like what's the point in starting if this thing isn't like the best thing I ever mm-hmm. ever do yeah so did you ever feel pressure to continue on the novel for the sake of writing the novel rather than wanting to no see this is the thing again with the divide between kind of writing prose and writing poetry with poetry it was kind of ironic because the first poem that I ever wrote um, was called inspiration and it was um, about the fact that I get inspired to do things all the time I see someone doing something really cool and I'm like I want to do that and I want to be as good as them but then I don't have the motivation or the drive knowing that it's going to take me years to get up to that like standard so then I just don't start it was funny because I thought it was going to be the same with poetry I thought I was going to write this poem uh, I'd do like maybe I'd do something with it I'd put it on YouTube um, and then I thought that was going to be it there was going to be nothing of it um but actually I found myself coming back to it again and again and I took off the pressure um and because I think it's because I thought that I wasn't going to keep doing it that actually I found it fine I kept turning to the notes app on my phone I'd be sat at the bus stop and I'd do like four lines of something and it was rubbish and I didn't show anyone but because I took that pressure off I kept doing it and now three years later um I actually think that my work is actually pretty good now up to a standard that I'm proud of Um, and that's just because I kept going because I took that pressure off whereas with novel writing I think it's like I have these two blocks it's like you can see the peak of the mountain which is just horrible thinking you have to do this like really long journey to get there and then you kind of imagine the finish line and these two things just kind of clash and just prevent you from even taking the first step so I think I'm trying to kind of learn from my own process and just do it because I love it. But like I said, I haven't found that idea yet that's really grabbed me to be able to kind of put the effort in without thinking about the end result. Mm, I feel that. I feel like there's also a lot of pressure to make that 
massive thing that big yeah. thing when a lot of the times writing those short poems helps mm. you to get into the habit of writing and get better at your craft like you yeah. said and I just think that's such a cool thing so we've talked a bit about poetry we talked yes. about the novel that you were writing and decided <laughs> that you're not that fond of so shouldn't force yourself into writing but I was reading the vlog as well <laughs> and I found out that you write on Wattpad and that you were writing a serialized story there so could yeah. you talk about that Oh, and could you explain what Wattpad is to people who don't know what Wattpad is? Yeah, yeah. Um, Wattpad is a really cool uh, website, I think. It's mainly known for fan fiction. I think that's where it kind of um, gets its name from. And that's where I found it as well. I used to cringe, but I used to write fan fiction. Same. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I actually started off on Instagram and I'd post uh, a new post every time and in the description to have this like really long story. But it wasn't really the place for it. You don't associate that with writing. And so I found out about Wattpad, which is this place where you can post a chapter of a story just like whenever you like and people will read it and they'll find it and they can vote on it um, and you get really nice comments from it and so I moved all of the stories that I'd written on Instagram I moved them over to Wattpad and then I started writing new things on Wattpad and I loved it because I mean I know this generation we like the instant gratification of the internet but I think it's different from like YouTube comments and stuff because the focus is never on you it's always on the story and it's getting those reactions that I think even published authors, they can only get kind of after they finish the book. Like if you're reading a novel and then you finish it and then maybe you'll tweet the author being like, oh, this book was amazing. But the thing with Wattpad is that like, cause they're reading it on your, their laptop or your phone, they can just comment on a specific line and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. And so that really drew me in. I've started writing, um, writing a bit of a story on there, which is exciting. Can you tell us about the story? Um, it's uh, it's a bit of a weird one. It's a bit of kind of dystopian um, genre. It's called A Room Full of Strangers and it's about this girl who goes um, to kind of, it's kind of the idea of like therapy sessions, like group therapy sessions, but the room is full of strangers that you've never met before um, and they're all screaming while you kind of confess all of the your troubles and your worries and things, but it doesn't quite, you know, go to plan and it's all part of a bigger thing. And I'm still kind of working with it, but yeah, it's cool. I loved Wattpad and I love writing, but one thing I've never been able to do is share my work as I'm doing it because I'm the kind of person who will hold on to it and try to make it better, but without actually asking people about it. That's one of the hardest things that I find about creative writing workshops, having to show people the piece of writing while it's in process. Yeah. But from the sounds of it, you quite enjoy that. How has the experience of writing as people are reading been like? Yeah, I think it has, it's changed again as I've kind of grown up and I've developed as a writer. I think when I was writing the fan fiction, I didn't care about my writing. I didn't care what people thought about my writing. All I cared about was the story. And I think I developed a lot as a writer from having that perspective and just kind of it literally being driven by the story and not my writing abilities. Whereas I think now the reason... I don't upload very often on there is because I'm a lot more of a perfectionist and I want to kind of get things perfect before I release it. But I think Wattpad, it's a very casual kind of place. Everyone that reads your stuff on there kind of knows that this is a first draft of whatever you're writing. So I kind of let that sink in and I'm like, okay, this is fine. We, I might read through a chapter a couple of times, but then I just post it and just 
kind of hope for the best but I'm not very far into it so this might be a big mistake but we'll see that's that's awesome though I think it's always great to put yourself out there to get feedback and to kind of be more open with your creative process rather than being sheltered away my seminar leader was saying that we as writers have a tendency to shut ourselves off from society and then like once we've finished writing a novel for years go out to publishers and be like look it's perfect and then it's harder for us to adapt our stories when we haven't been used to having other people give their feedback what's next for you in prose and poetry i have started like sending things off to competitions with poetry that's kind of been something that i've been quite hesitant to do because i always think you know there's no chance that i'm going to be able to win and it's that whole starting thing of being like putting you off because you feel like you're going to fail um but actually i think just giving it a go and you know you i think you always surprise yourself when i was this is a very strange anecdote but when i was um like nine i entered a writing competition and it was for kathy cassidy i don't know if you know her, I loved her. yeah 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 a children's author um she had did a competition every year for kids to send in pieces of their writing around a certain theme and then you'd like you might win or whatever and I never won but I did get highly commended on like so my name was on her website for a little while and I never expected to kind of I don't know picked out as being kind of okay at what I do um so I think ever since then I've kind of had a bit of a different mindset and bit like you know if you just put yourself out there you'll always be surprised and I think that's what encourages me to keep sharing my work because even though writing is very solitary there's no storytelling needs to be kind of shared needs to be like shared between people so um getting that response I think is something now that drives me on a lot more than maybe people that kind of haven't come from my background do I want to make like a intro sound like quick fire questions, <laughs> <laughs> nice. something like that. But, yeah, idea. but right now I don't have one of those. <laughs> so That's we're going to be doing our bonus round of quick fire questions. And basically I'm going to give you three beginnings of sentences and have you finish them. So are you ready? Uh, I think so. <laughs> okay, cool. Question one. When I'm feeling uninspired, I dot, dot, dot. Uh, listen to music. What music? Uh, anything, literally anything. Musicals, my favourite band's Bastille, so I always come back to them. Literally anything. I think song lyrics are so inspiring for writers. Next question. The hardest part of starting something new is dot, dot, dot. Oh, um... quick fire questions I'm, i've just <laughs> blanked completely blanked uh getting over that fear i think i mean that's really obvious but yeah getting through the fear getting through the fear yeah yeah, yeah i feel that <laughs> yeah same so strongly question three if i could give one piece of advice to someone starting on a new path it would be dot 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 uh never think about the end result just take off that pressure completely and just do something because you want to and do it for yourself it's very difficult but um, i think that's the only really way that you can keep going with something great advice (laughs) thank you for being on the show thank you for having me good luck with your writing and i can't wait to read the next chapter okay thank you bye that 
that was such a thought-provoking conversation, and I really love being able to sit down and chat to Charlie. As a person who loves writing stories and creating worlds out of my imagination, I related to things that she talked about in a real way. Since I interviewed her, Charlie has gone on to do some pretty cool things. She's still writing, she's about to go into her second year of university, and she's now the deputy editor of the University of Surrey's campus magazine. So, if you want to keep up with Charlie, read her work, or just chat to her about writing, poetry, or best deals, you can follow her on Instagram at underscore charlie.west underscore, or on Twitter at shutupcharlie. That's not me telling her to stop speaking, we value our guests here at Sorry is the hardest part. That's just her username. So just to clarify, that is S-H-U-U-T-U-P-C-H-A-R-L-I. Have you ever been convicted? Not the criminal kind of conviction. I mean, have you ever stumbled into a room, onto a website, into a space, and had someone without realising bring up the exact situation you're living in? Have you ever read a book and began to notice the traits you share with the character you like the least? Gone to church and heard the pastor mention the exact thing you know you shouldn't be doing? Heard a line in the Wolf of Wolf Street and felt so personally attacked that you had to close the tab, switch off your laptop, and run away? Because I have. I've changed a few words to make it PG-13 for my 13-year-old sister, but let me read it for you. The only thing standing between you and your goal is the fear-based story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it. The only thing standing between you and your goal is the fear-based story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it. One more time for those in the back, aka myself, more than I would like to admit, the only thing standing between you and your goal is the fear-based story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it. I like nice, motivational, inspirational, Instagrammable quotes. The ones you can put on a notebook without ever really doing anything. But I found that as nice as they are, and as many of that type of thing I unashamedly own, the most valuable advice I've received has been a bit tough, hard to hear. Some of it has triggered my resistance brain to the point where I can't even go online or pick up a pen because that part of me that wants to feel safe, comfortable, to stay exactly where I am is terrified of change, of risk, of the unknown. Because starting something new is a risk. It could go wrong. You could be terrible at it. There's a chance that no one will care. But you already know the truth. You know that the only thing standing between you and your goal is the fear-based story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it. There are two wolves within you, and they're always fighting. One is darkness and fear, the other is perseverance and light. Do you know which wolf wins? The one you feed. I've been feeding my resistance brain for too long. Comforting it with excuses, plumping it with postponed deadlines, and trying to convince myself that it's enough to be warm, safe, comfortable. But once you know the truth, there's only so long you can hide from it. So, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to make a list of the things that scare me. Some trivial, some serious, but all which I have resisted, and do them. And, to up the stakes a little, I'm going to record it all and make that challenge the basis of the next episode. I can't lie, I am hikey terrified, 
but I have to learn how to starve my resistance brain because after all, while starting is the hardest part, you've got to start somewhere. But I don't want to do this alone. I really need your help for you to let me into your life for a few hours and document you doing something that scares you. Whether that be performing a piece of poetry for the first time, deciding to apply for your master's degree, or even just deciding that this is the day that you tackle your garden shed. I would love to hear from you. So, if that's something that interests you or scares you, send me an email at startingpod.gmail.com, slide into my DMs, or send me a tweet. But even if you can't, I challenge you to decide that this is the day you make a change. The day that you stop dreaming and start doing. Don't wait for a new day, week, month or year. Start now. Starting is the Hardest Part is a podcast released on the first Monday of every month. You can get in contact with me at the email address startingpod at gmail.com or send me a tweet at Faith. That is R-U-F-A-R-O-F-A-I-T-H-H. I'm always looking for new stories, perspectives, people to interview and people to ask little questions for the Q&A part of the podcast. So if you're starting something big, starting something small, want to be involved or just want to have a chat, feel free to send me a message. And now this is the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favor? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode. And I love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. Your feedback would really help me grow and make each episode better than the one before. So if you can, thank you so much. And as always, make sure to subscribe or sign up to my monthly pre-episode newsletter, which will also be linked in the show notes and show notes, show notes, show notes, show notes. And I really hope you have a wonderful few weeks until we chat again. And also, you know, a wonderful life after that. But um, I think that wonderful life would be sustained by continued listening to songs is the hardest part but I think it's time for me to say goodbye so bye